0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to a jubilant, celebrative edition of Ignite Radio Live.
1: Over the five mighty stations of Annunciation Radio, you are with Greg and Stephanie Schleter, with J.P. Schleter on, what is it called? (laughs) The board. (laughs) Soundboard. The board. Soundboard. And we are so delighted to be with you this evening. Um, We just, the last few weeks, we've been talking about the crisis in the church and using it as a springboard of revival. Seeds
0: of revival. Seeds of
1: revival. And we're taking a little turn tonight. Just good news. Still we
0: cultivating those seeds. Good news it. That's right. Uh, so folks, just for a moment, let's be attuned to uh, the beginning of the Gospel of John. All the Gospels are magnificent, but I'm particularly moved by the Gospel of John. And at the very beginning, he says this. Amen. So folks, to be believers, it's a delicate dance, isn't it? Of darkness and shadows and clouds and confusion. And we can't pretend that those aren't here. We can't be Pollyanna's, even though I kinda like that character. Pollyanna. Yeah, She's she sort gets of sweet. A bad rap. She does. But I we can't just pretend. And in fact, the Holy Father, Pope Francis, few have been stronger than him in challenging us to transparency and to speaking truth into the darkness, that if we allow evil to exist, if we remain silent, we perpetuate that evil. He has uh, been outspoken in that. I know a little bit of an irony, and all of us need to have mercy, and I think a a sense of, I don't know, patient unveiling and knowing and looking at our own sin, because all of us, right, if our words were, were put in our face all the time, the imperfection of our relationships, uh, which of us could stand? We need the mercy of the cross. We need the mercy of Christ. Which of us right now don't experience clouds with our family members and friends? So throughout this journey, we're reminded that we need to look in the mirror. And uh, I shared numerous times over the last weeks the delight of moments of repentance in our own family. True delight, moments of coming together and acknowledging things that were said and done and taking ownership for them in an atmosphere of forgiveness and really how powerful that was. So point number one, we're not pretending that there aren't clouds and shadows and difficult and darkness. However, if we're not lighting a light, who is? Who is? If in reading the newspapers and the yuck that we get through the internet and just the the atmosphere that's around us, who is lighting the light if not those of us who profess Jesus Christ? Those of us who are meant to be in him that John refers to, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. It's just worth us asking in the darkness in our workplaces or in our home. Are we being the light? Are we bearing the light? What is that even like? So tonight, folks, we really want to invite you to take a risk and call in. You know, when I post on my Facebook page a call for prayer, I've been so blessed by this for years. Twice a week I do it now. It, it populates very, very quickly. And we're so blessed, folks, to, to lift up those prayers and those concerns. We're so blessed a week later when we ask for people to thank God for what he's done, to thank God that he's truly powerful. But we're ready to ask him for things, aren't we? How ready are we, though, to proclaim the good that he's done? We're inviting you to do that tonight. We need you to do that tonight. It doesn't need to be this big monolithic thing. Maybe you got something pretty big. Maybe there was a healing in your life that's been physical or spiritual, emotional, or relational. We want to hear from you. And those who are listening to us right now need to hear that testimony. So please call in 877-275-8098. 877-275-8098. And uh, Steph, staff just before we even get to some of our wonderful posters on my page. And folks, you can do that also. If you're familiar with me on Facebook, Greg Schleter, you can find me fairly easily, my top post. I simply say, if I posted a call for prayer requests, comments would populate quickly. Here's a challenge. What's some good news? What has God done? What's he doing? What are you grateful for? Light the light. Again, 877-275-8098. We have some folks who posted some things. And uh, Steph, why don't you take a moment and uh, let's— Let's celebrate with these people. Let's light a light tonight.
1: Woo So would you like me to read some yeah, of that? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Let's just read two or three just to get it going.
1: Okay, so Brenda shared her little praise report saying, I've been praying for help in my spiritual life, and yesterday a lady in the parish asked if I would be her spiritual sister so we can help each other with our daily spiritual lives. I'm so thankful. Praise God.
0: So pause right there. How awesome. Okay. Here's somebody who knows, which should be all of us, that need help in our spiritual life. I never heard the term, stuff though, spiritual sister, it's in that sense.
1: You don't have a spiritual sister.
0: Well, you're kind of my spiritual sister.
1: <laughs> that's like you're a more sister a in Christ. Sister. I got Like that. someone to walk with.
0: But just the willingness, maybe that's an encouragement to somebody tonight to, to say, you know, do you want to grow in your faith? Do you want to grow closer to God genuinely? And uh, clearly the Lord sent them out two by two. Here's Brenda giving testimony that she's been praying about this. And uh, God blessed her with a spiritual sister to journey and work with.
1: But well, can I comment? Am I allowed gosh, to comment? You, you're, you're the boss. Yes <laughs> comment. Dear. John Paul's shaking his head no. I'm going to put you on the spot, Jake. Um, just the beauty of parish life lived well, right? That's community right there. Someone reaching out, someone responding to a prompting. Like that's just awesome so i encourage you our listeners in your parishes and your churches you know when that when you're getting that prompting that feeling of uneasiness or a prayer like be open and act on it you know there we know that as we have entered into conversations with different people in our parish even if it's a stranger that you know we haven't seen before that we don't know hence the term stranger um <laughs> Or somebody that we have known well, it's in those conversations and making the time to connect instead of rushing right out of church or Mm -hmm. coming in right before. And Mm -hmm. granted, there are always times when, you know, people need to get get there. But wouldn't it be awesome if we as parish communities just planned extra time before and extra time after for those purposes?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I think there's also a challenge here, Stephanie, that— Uh, is increasingly difficult, and that is to go deep or deeper, to take the risk in the right place with the right people at the right time, to share vulnerably our challenges. You were blessed this afternoon, uh, and we can give gratitude for uh, five years of this beautiful friend of ours who we met when we first came to the city our husband terminally ill we didn't know anybody but our kids through the cross country program God bless CYO by the way you guys are doing a fabulous job we've been blessed and everybody involved here in this area ought to be blessed with the vision and the purpose of CYO went to the mass this past week with uh, my son John Paul is now a coach Dominic's the youngest who's rocking it out in uh, cross country got to celebrate Dominic going for the gold this year anyways at the mass how awesome there's this mass right to celebrate athletes and the bishop gave a fabulous homily so in this diocese they're serious about the purpose of sports to give glory to God and, yes, to work hard, if you will. It's not just, well, everybody wins. We all are winners, got that, but we want you to be excellent and the most God made you to be. Anyways, fi- I digress. Five years ago, brand new to the city, knew nobody, connected to St. Joan of Arc, our kids involved at that time, five of them involved with cross country, and uh, discovered one of the mothers of cross country kids. Her um, her husband was dying of cancer, and she was very involved. He was very involved at one point. During journeying with them up to the point of—actually, uh, it was a couple months, a month into it. The, so the five-year anniversary of his death was— Is today. Is today, nine mm-hmm. eleven, which we need to be mindful of that. So share the good news of that, just to have a friend and a connection there of going deep and over five years having a so so, sisterhood.
1: Amen. Sister, the word comes back. Um, yeah, as Greg said, just very blessed to connect with this family. And it was very evident that— it was ordained by the Lord, you know, just in in a, an anointing and an appointing. And so blessed through the friendship with each of them, but just how the Lord used, um, our interaction, even, you know, from five years ago, stuff that my friend shared today, um, that I didn't know about or had forgotten about that really impacted their family. And so the, the good news, the praise report, um, just five years deep into this friendship and all that the Lord has done uh, for our families together, but also just the great blessing of being able to take a good chunk of time today with my friend to to celebrate the life um, of her husband mm-hmm. and you know just the great gift to uh, mourn together, if you will, as you're celebrating. But in a very appropriate, you know, there is a sadness even with the faith of um, God's mercy and, you know, eternal life, there's still a piece that's missing, especially mm-hmm. when you're raising kids on your own and and all that that brings. So, yes, praise God for that, that friendship, that sisterhood, the connection with the families, a life well lived um, in this very wonderful man, um, but just the opportunity of time, right, and the gift that that was.
0: So, folks, we're inviting you to join this opportunity right now In the midst of darkness, to light a light, to declare it. There's power in our declaration. It changes the atmosphere. Call in right now and share with us. What is God doing in your life? What's something you're particularly grateful for? That number is 877-275-8098. You're with Greg and Stephanie Schleter on Ignite Radio Live. Why don't you share another one, Steph?
1: So this is from Nancy. Last Friday, I took my 90-year-old mom, first of all, how cool is that? 90-year-old mom, to the regional cancer center to see a blood specialist. Her platelet count had been in the millions and would probably require treatment. They retested her blood, and it had dropped to 9,000. No treatment is necessary! Praise God for answered prayers. Very cool.
0: Very awesome. Obviously, at that age... Uh, even my younger age of 50, but knowing friends, a good friend died of cancer, classmate last year. We know not the day nor the hour. And uh, our class really came together around my friend Augie uh, and a very young family, um, and just journeying with them and going to a Catholic school in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, Lewards Academy, uh, very blessed by good friends, brothers and sisters, but now fast forward age 50, so what was that, you know, 32 years ago? Um, since I've seen them all last day of graduation, if you will, and now many years later through Facebook. Here's a positive thing of the media, social media. It was an occasion to really bring us together, to journey together. And, uh, you know, we all share this story, don't we? We all sh- share the story at every funeral that it is uh, an icon of where we're heading. It, it's, it's forecasting where we're heading. Um, I often like to say funerals are teachers, but too few of us are taking notes And stuff, kind of like you were saying, and I thought of this at the funeral two days ago, a dear friend's father died. I don't know how old Francesco Fioretti, God bless his soul... 86 years old, and we pray for Aldeja from the homeland of Italy. Just they, they lived behind us in Erie, Pennsylvania. Their home was behind us, and just from the homeland. He had, like, dozens of canaries in the basement, and he had, always had animals hanging up that he shot and <laughs> did his thing. You know, I, I wanted my boys to, like, sit in on what that, if you will, because I thought it was cool, because I didn't inherit that culture, but he did. But, you know, we'd go over there, and he'd have the homemade wine and scamorza kind of cheese uh, Aldeja would make, and we'd sit on their back patio and just talk, and uh, just a beautiful couple. Our kids have funny memories of we were not huge, provide-the-snack kind of family, and uh, our kids found ways of saying, can we go over to Fioretti's house, which again, passage by way of just through the backyard. So they'll say they will neither confirm nor deny whether or not they were offered wine. And At a young age. (laughs) Anyways, Francesco, God rest his soul. We pray for him. We were at the funeral in Erie, PA a couple days ago, and the thought occurred to me again. As much as we want them to be with us, it's not as strong as them wanting us to be with them. They want us to be with them far more than we want them to be with us. Think about that a second. We know it doesn't necessarily ease, nor should it ease, this ache in our hearts for a loved one but, as believers in Christ, as you were saying, Stephanie, we have confidence that this small little span of time on this earth is is just but a grain of sand compared to the vast seashore that is eternity. And all we do in this small span of time determines how we'll spend all of that eternity. And they want us to be with them far more than we could possibly want them to be with us. A neat thought. So, no, praise God for Nancy. We do um, pray in gratitude for the... Great report here in the last chapter of her life at age 90 of her mom. And uh, Karen Reynolds shares uh, gratitude. She says, Tanya, a single mother of nine living in the inner city for months, I've asked for prayer for her. She started work today! Exclamation point.
1: Praise God.
0: So we give gratitude.
1: Absolutely. I think so often we take for granted our jobs, employment, you know, the paycheck kind of thing. Um that's a huge, uh, cross that many people bear under employment or unemployment. And especially if you've been praying, you know, for something to come and as a single mother, um, that's just awesome. So we share that praise to our Lord and just ask continued blessing upon Tanya and her children. It's awesome.
0: My brother Bob from Steubenville Days, another cool thing of social media, and I'm reading these at my Facebook page, Greg Schleter. You can add your own gratitude, uh, what's good news in your life, or you can call in, even better, 877-275-8098. But Bob reels just simply one line. He He thanks God for the wisdom of his brother, Joe. Which of us... It would be just interesting to hear the story because, you know, there's a big story behind that, whatever's going on in Bob's life, Mm -hmm. Uh, and just the blessing for any of us who have limited wisdom, right? I mean, we see through our lens, we see through our limitations in our own marriages and families. It's easy for us to get um, very narrow-sighted and to miss the blessings, to miss the perspective. How awesome to have a true brother in Christ, but in this case his real brother, to offer whatever wisdom that he gave. You know, and I would encourage you folks again, just I'm um, kind of a little commercial here, but this is you know the Trinity God fashioned us in in His image in the Trinity, mutual self- giving love but in our marriages and homes, our friendships, are we making that happen? Are we making time to talk and pray to connect in meaningful ways like the Trinity? Are we exhibiting that life of the Trinity? Steph, there was a report today in The Wall Street Journal kind of sad, said that um three quarters of all adolescents would prefer to connect with their friends social media three
1: wow. out of four three quarters wow what do you think of that wow just wow just wow <laughs> but that's what you see i mean we uh yeah wow that's just sad you, but you see the effect of that like the difficulty that many many teens in particular will focus on that group um have in like eyeball to eyeball connecting with each other like even when they're together the phones are grabbed first. In fact, Greg mentioned that we were back in Erie um, for our friend's funeral. And um, we went, met some family out to eat. We had some gift cards and met up with them. And um, we were sitting kind of down below the, the way the restaurant was set up. It had like a, a little stepped up layer or whatever where the tables were. And they were partial windows. And there was a an, an, uh, beautiful older lady who kept, like, watching us. So there were, I don't even know how many there were of us, 10 of us, maybe 11. You didn't tell me we were being watched. We were being watched. And so, it, like, at first it was just a little peculiar, and then it got a little annoying, <laughs> to be honest. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you're with three other people. Eat your supper and, like, talk <laughs> among yourselves, right? And she kept looking and looking. And so, and we were together, We a very, you know, leisurely supper, just kind of visiting with family and enjoying that Um, precious bit of time that we had and she leaned kind of over to my sister-in-law and she said I just want to thank you she said I cannot tell you the last time that we saw a family with young kids you know they were all pretty much teenagers um, not eating with their phones out wow she's like I have not seen one phone come out and so she, that's Maybe because they don't have them. <laughs> well, a couple of them do, but they who were there, but they, it was just so intriguing and so bizarre to her that she kept looking and watching and I'm sure kind of listening. And she said the conversation was delightful and just to see, you know, you guys all laughing together and talking. And she said it's a very rare sight. I go out to eat a lot, she said. She said it's a very rare sight. So that kind of goes along yeah. with what you're saying. So we, we take it for granted. Yep. We're blessed, yep. you know, and, you, know to you be don't, in that conversation. And you don't want to be world. judgmental,
0: but folks, um, we've talked about this book, How to Break Up with Your Phone. I think that's the name of it by Catherine Price. She's not writing as a religious, spiritual person at all. She's a journalist, in fact, and she just was very intrigued and did research and uh, discusses the neurological, sociological, fill in the issues associated with phones and uh, us being addicted to our phones, adults down to youth. And she's not as radical as the title suggests. She's not saying literally get rid of your phone. She realizes they, they can be of great use. We just need to learn to manage them or they're going to be tyrants over us, and I think many of us right now. It's just worth saying, and just to proclaim the good news, folks. We can, as parents, take control. There's not a parent, in fact, honestly, I can say this. Call in. We don't. We won't debate tonight because we're going to keep it upbeat. But next week, maybe, who knows? We'll debate. Call in and tell me if you are truly happy. If you think your kids are better off having given them a cell phone at an early age as a teenager, because. Friends and those who are really honest with me, it's not like it's a big leap or a controversial step or admission. There's not one. There's not one parent, one friend that I know who thinks it was a good decision for their kids to have their cell phones, for whom there has not been tremendous challenge. And I'm not even talking porn. I'm just talking about the way in which they consume our lives and deprive us of, again, our Trinitarian that life in the spirit that comes from connecting with others. So a bit of a segue here, and again, I'm encouraging you all to call in. Don't hesitate. Just break right in here, folks, and share with us good news in your life, 877-275-8098. Now that you got your pencil out, I'm going to say it again. You're finally ready. Yes, I'm speaking to you, person, right now. 877-275-8098. So, Steph. Lit groups, our lit group, following Family Emmaus, many made the seven week commitment to talk and pray. And we've had, uh, uh, we're one among eight couples that have been meeting in our house on a weekly basis. Share how that's been going because I think it's been phenomenal news, but I've been talking so much. You share.
1: So phenomenal news. (laughs) Yes. Just very blessed by this group of married couples. Um, Certainly, many of the lit groups that we've been a part of. or we've been part of many, and they've all been a blessing. But there's something very special, I think, um, at least for us, when you're able to meet and grow and walk with married couples together. Mm -hmm. So we have had the blessing of, um, you know, the the husbands and wives together and also being able to, you know, split up and do, you know, the guys, the husbands together and then the wives together and, you know, the unique... um, Challenges and graces, mm-hmm. you know, of each of those. And so just in friendship and um, and being able to share and receive wisdom. You know, uh, Bob had mentioned in his praise report, you know, grateful for the wisdom of his brother. Um, it's, it's just been a tremendous, tremendous blessing to have the time. Um, you know, we've been blessed. Our kids watch their other you know, the, all the little kids. So the babysitting's not an issue. And, um, it's just so, so, so good to, to come together like that, to pray, to affirm each other as couples. We also give opportunities for, um, the spouse to, you know, say something directly to his husband or her, his, his to wife. Their spouse. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. The spouse, um, so that's just been cool. I think it's opened up a lot of of a lot of grace for them. Doors that. to talk and yes, and and even just the great insights to the the scripture readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass readings. You know, mm-hmm. just um, I think we take that for granted too, and that is kind of the the centerpiece of the lit gathering guide. You know, in its form is to reflect upon the reading. So not only sharing the the um, different insights and um and whatnot that each of those people may bring, but then again to be at Mass on Sunday and hear it again and mm-hmm. you know, just kind of putting echoing, it together, right. right, with whatever Father preaches on and yeah. just that whole thing. So blessing after blessing after blessing each week with that. And and there's community and fellowship is so important mm-hmm. and how blessed we are as Catholics, right? in the fullness of the faith and to be able to share the sacraments. And um, it's just been a real blessing.
0: So folks, let me ask you the question right now. Which of you wouldn't want a context of support and encouragement and wisdom in an ongoing way? Which of us wouldn't want that? We all would raise our hands, but we, most of us really aren't really good, especially us men, at fostering those kind of friendships. You know, we got the guys we go and shoot guns with or ride four-wheelers or, you know, run or sports or, or those sorts of things, and all that's cool. It's important, playing poker, that kind of thing. It's great. But which of us really foster in them meaningful manly connections where we're talking about real things? When we know in our heart of hearts we want to be better husbands, we want to be better fathers, we want to be more excellent at what we do, I think if I ask the question again, which of us don't want a regular context where truly growing, truly becoming excellent, truly making good friends, all of our hands would be in the air. Folks, that's what God offers us, and all we're trying to do with Mass Impact is to make it accessible. It does take a commitment, and following the Family Emmaus event, we did say, you know, you got to commit to at least seven weeks every week. We know it's tough, but look at it this way— it's one night where you are with your spouse and your children, and you're experiencing God's grace in a powerful way. So, folks, if you want to find out more about that, go to ilovemyfamily.us. ilovemyfamily.us. Um, the seventh week will be, uh, by the way, coming up September 27th, the seventh week of this. We're going to celebrate seven weeks of doing this with an Ignite, a special Ignite at St. Rose, 6.30 p.m. Even though it's free, we invite you to register, so go right now, at mass, I'm sorry, I love my family.us and register for this awesome Ignite. Brendan O'Rourke is going to be leading worship. Those of you who know him, he would lead the earliest Ignites down south of our diocese. He's a uh, regular worship leader with Catholic Youth Summer Camps Damascus, a very, very gifted worship leader. On that night, Clarissa Lipinski, who heads up Project Rachel for our diocese, beautiful woman. She's pregnant, probably. Last time I spoke with her, six months, so maybe six and a half, seven. She's, uh, Very pregnant, and we're delighted in praying for her and this beautiful uh, gift and icon of her as a mother. But she's going to share her testimony, and uh, we know it's going to be really powerful. In fact, many on our Lit Group team are going to be part of hospitality for this night of Ignite. Brett Hunterbrinker for the diocese is going to be emceeing it. Um, You can expect some of these young people who are very gifted to make available special prayer, if on that night we know there are people in our community who are in need and desiring special, dedicated prayer, whether it be a physical need or a spiritual need. And we've experienced, folks, as we've leaned into this, it's not always an easy thing to do. But when we do what the Church asks of us, avail ourselves humbly and invite others to be instruments of God's grace in the sacramental context, to lay a hand on us and to pray over us, we have literally seen, we give testimony to miracles, including uh, um, terminal illness, by God's grace. We know we're going to suffer. We know it's it's God's design that we only experience the resurrection through crucifixion. But we also know God wants to manifest his wonders. He wants to manifest his signs and wonders to convict us that he is truly with us.
1: So you keep saying Ignite, Greg. Tell the listener who has no clue what you're talking about, what is an Ignite?
0: What is an Ignite? Ignite began uh, actually in 2009, made to worship in Erie, PA. But when we moved to Toledo, we initiated this Ignite event. Uh, I'll just say perspective-wise, over 25,000 have participated in these at over 25 locations. It's an evening of witness, word, and worship. You come into the church, and it's reverent, it's sacred, it's holy, and um, you'll see the structure that's a little odd. It's, it's a pyramidical structure. It's up about four feet. And you'll hear, uh, you'll be welcomed. You'll hear a very brief testimony. You'll, um, in this event, September 27th, we're going to do a brief walkthrough of this Neil Lozano Unbound experience, which is a great, powerful way of just relinquishing the junk, the debris that stands in the way. And you'll have a candle in your hand. You'll be given a candle. So then you'll be invited forward to bring that candle, lit candle forward to surround this burning bush. And then Jesus in the monstrance, the, the presider processes, and Jesus in the monstrance is put on top of this burning bush. And just that alone, just to be in the presence of God, all these candles are lit, the lights go out, and it's just awesome to be mindful that what Jesus said, this is my body, this is my blood, in John 6, that throughout the the ages since you know Jesus' time, we've experienced miracles, that this one sacrifice in the cross. Jesus present to us in the, the bread, uh, in the disguise of bread is present to us and his full miraculous power is going to be there present to us. And so we worship Jesus during um, this night. It'll be uh, contemporary worship, Um, with some moments of silence and petition and uh, a little bit of praying over one another in his presence. And um, it concludes with the powerful blessing that we call benediction, the prayer of the church. So it's a thoroughly orthodox, solid experience that has been taking place like this throughout the world of coming before God in anticipation and expectation as a community. And the cool thing is, as many light these candles in their homes doing lit gatherings, it becomes a powerful symbol. That this burning bush isn't just kind of a nice aesthetic. Here's a candle, but for those who've been praying in their homes, in lit groups who light those candles, this burning bush is literally lit up symbolically by the representation of groups and families that have been talking and praying. So very powerful. September twenty seventh. I love my family. Dot U S. Join us.
1: Saint Rose in Perrysburg. Thank you for hosting us. Six um, thirty p.m. So getting back to our praise reports, as you guys are wanting, I know, to call in 877-275-8098. Share a piece of good news, what the Lord is doing. So Joanne says, Praising God for my faith and trust in him. Through his grace, I'm able to handle disappointment and struggles, trusting that there is light on the other side, which there always is with him. And for the strength that He provides, what an awesome, awesome praise report! Right, talk about good news—the fact that the acknowledgement that it's not me who's doing it, but that you know, the Lord—it's all. It all comes back to God's grace. How beautiful!
0: In fact, while you folks are joining us in this evening of praise, of thanking God for He's and of lighting a light in the darkness of our souls, being instruments and icons of God in the world that needs to see it, that needs to experience it. I'm going to share with you a song um, by uh, uh, Brian and Jen Johnson. They're a husband and wife worship team that's really just been hitting me lately. It's called Here I Bow. And just enter into this. And as you're praying this with us, it really resonates with the praise that Stephanie just gave. Think about maybe what you're called to give witness to tonight and call in 877 877-275-8098. You're with Greg and Stephanie, Ignite Radio
2: Live.
1: beautiful you know what peace and grace there is when we know to whom we belong regardless of what's going on around us or inside of us or everywhere right to know to whom we belong to know our identity as a son or daughter of god that's when it where the rubber hits the road if you will so now In light of those beautiful words, um, just wanted to get back to our praise reports that have been posted. So Lincoln is grateful and praises the Lord that all of his kids are employed Mm. and that his kids still believe in the church, even in light of scandal. God is blessing me left and right, he says. My past is redeemed, my future unborn. I'm living in the forever now, pregnant with promise and hope, awesome a believer. Amen.
0: And what a great uh, testimony from a parent standpoint when we're experiencing—how else we put it—clouds of confusion. Um, if nothing else, without even you know saying certain allegations are true or not true, we are living in confusion about authority vested by Jesus Christ and uh, the message of the gospel, which is meant to. Address our deepest aspirations, we are here yearning and hungry and impoverished, and the supply of that need is the church and It's bad enough, right folks that that it's mediocre it's bad enough that people may go into a church and and uh for the first time and say uh convince me that you really believe what you're saying I don't see any life you know where's the life um it's like a field of dry bones it's it's bad enough that people might experience that when Jesus is truly present, much less among our hierarchy to experience, if you will, the you know, completely opposite um, of what one expects out of Christ. What a great scandal. What a, what a heaviness. And so for a parent to proclaim God's glory in the midst of that, and I might even say in the midst of those clouds, how much brighter that— it's an opportunity, Lincoln recognizes it, for that light to shine all the brighter. It's an opportunity for us to look inside and to recognize what is fundamentally true, in spite of our human imperfection. And, uh, and maybe for all of us to have, you know, a little bit of humility, more than a little bit, uh, and mercy and recognizing God and in his infinite wisdom, but none of us will ever understand why he entrusted his salvation to such imperfection. I mean, first of all, through Jesus in lowly flesh and blood on the earth in a stable I mean, we're not talking Taj Mahal, right? Five-star hotel or into this particular generation or day, much greater comfort than back then. Jesus took on, God took on flesh and blood in such an impoverished condition and then continues to do so to make his salvation present through human and material instrumentality, imperfect us. I mean, how many of us came to know Jesus through another person? Likely all of us certainly through ink configured a certain way on paper that we call the Word of God. He uses this material world, this broken, fallen, at times corrupt human material world, and it requires this certain quality of distinction of knowing, even though I am part of that. And God is working it out in me. He's working it out. Uh, And grace is abundant, and I come to him seeking that. You know, I'll say, folks, on our way to Mass, often as a family, we're, we're opening the door, first of all, to apology to one another, in know, what are those ways that, that we are the obstruction that we need to forgive and apologize so that when we get into Mass, we're not with all those obstacles, we can receive the grace and truly, authentically pray, uh, forgive others as we forgive the, those who sin against us? I mean, how many of us are going into church, you know, with this abundance of grace and the gift? But we have all this obstruction because where it really matters in our relationships, we have not forgiven, we have not apologized, and then we wonder why that grace isn't flowing. So, Lincoln, God bless you, buddy. I think you know you're. I know you personally, and I know that that's built into some of this. That with your children, your desire for them to know God, to know God in a messy world, that takes maturity. And um, I will say, there's there's a bit of a beautiful drama in there, and C.S. Lewis writes about it in his Lord. I'm sorry, Lord of the Ring. Um, Narnia, Chronicles of Narnia, and, of course, Tolkien and his uh, um, Lord of the Rings. Um, you see this, these stories that describe the great drama, the, the uh, challenge that each of us have. You know, Gollum, at the very beginning, did not start out that way. None of the evil creatures started out that way. They kept choosing the negative side. And so tonight, you know, it is so important for us to be part of shining the light so that people have a glimpse of a truth that they connect with in their souls and desire to reflect that? Which of our family and friends don't need to see an experience in the midst of the mess? Maybe some of you folks, it's in a divorce or, or an ugly circumstance with your spouse. Maybe it's in the midst of children right now that uh, you feel are just so far gone by decisions that they're making, things that you've caught them on the Internet or with boyfriends or girlfriends or or abuse. You know, whatever the ugliness is, we've all got it to certain degrees, but God took on flesh and blood, and wants to make himself present in those circumstances. That's the, the, the odd kind of good news in the midst of all this, that even amidst our hierarchy, with horrific reports of things that have taken place, God lowered himself through their hands to, you know, to be a means of salvation for all who receive that sacrament in spite of the human imperfection. Folks, there's a redemptive message here. For us to hear that in spite of our brokenness, in spite of what our parents did to us and their failures and faults, in spite of what we've done to others, there's forgiveness, there's apology, there's mercy, and God is still with us. He's still wanting to be present to us in these circumstances. So this is the great praise. I mean, this is the praise that we ought to be shining, that people should look at us and say, wow, you know, in spite of that guy, whatever is going on with them, the light is shining. And if we keep looking at that light, it's going to start gaining more territory. So a few more praises here, Steph. And by the way, folks, I'll give you that number again. You know, how's God touching you? What's your praise report? What do you want to give thanks for? 877-275-8098. Just break right on in.
1: Um Mike. Gianna well, More. Mike says, Praise God for 13 years as a cancer survivor in remission, and white blood white blood counts have continued to be in the normal range for seven months. Praise God. Praise Amen. God. So many people struggle with health stuff, and mm. you know, every, every good day is a blessing. But 13 years, that's awesome. Um, Gene lifts up, God has taught me patience through all of my prayer requests. He always answers, but in his timing. I'm learning that I can come to him in prayer knowing that he is listening. Mm. And I know in his infinite wisdom, he answers my requests according to what's best. Most of the times it isn't even what I prayed for. Mm. It's mostly what I needed and didn't even know. That's how loving my Savior mm. is. Wow. There is
0: wisdom right there. Wow. That God always answers prayer. She's, she's proclaiming. It may not be our way. And, you know, what's the real heart of prayer? What's the purpose, the core, beyond the words that are in our minds and our hearts? The heart is that we are united with our God. What surpasses his fashioning us for his indwelling spirit? What surpasses this intimacy that he's fashioned us for? Let's face it, why is is, uh, sexuality such a prominent theme through everything that surrounds us, both good and bad? It's our deepest desire for intimacy. It's our deepest desire for union, and nothing surpasses a union with God. In fact, marriage will be uh, just a, a you know a vacated shell if it does not have God at the heart of it. If it if it is not in some ways a sacramental means of intimacy with God, if God is not in it, it will very quickly become empty. She's talking about kind of that heart thing in prayer, that we come to God in prayer. He moves us by the needs and the circumstances and prays around us. But at the heart of it, what's it doing? It's setting aside the other things in the world. It's attuning to God so we can gaze upon him. So he's gazing upon us. An intimacy there that fosters in the very act of prayer a kind of... um, validation of who we are, what surpasses, again, our nature of connection with God. Thank you, Jean, so much for sharing that testimony.
1: So a a scripture quote that we love to proclaim on this show is from Revelation, that they defeated the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the words of their testimony. Blood of the Lamb is Catholics. We know that that is the sacrifice of the Mass. And these words of testimony you know gene when i just read what you had had sent in um i just got a real sense that the enemy was defeated mm. in someone's heart right there mm. you know who was becoming very discouraged in you know god not answering quote unquote you know their prayer and whatever is going on with different listeners i know that the enemy was defeated because of you proclaiming that good news so thank you for that
0: amen sharon Thanks, God, for a wonderful trip to Tennessee. Folks, that's it. It's like five words, a wonderful trip to Tennessee. Very simple. It was on her heart she took the Mm -hmm. time, though, to proclaim something as simple as that. Now, in her heart and mind, there's maybe a majesty and a wonder in all of that. Mm -hmm. Certainly there is, wonderful. But do we do the same? Do we look at our, quote-unquote, simple things in our lives and lift up praise for them to God in them. The other day I was thinking Steph as we were sitting in the suburb and I had to get some work done and you guys got to the church uh, parked and you got in a little early and I had to take care of some business away and uh there it was raining. And it's a little odd but as I'm watching the rain hit the the, um, the roof hit the um, windshield, uh, not the windshield, uh, the hood of the car, the hood of the suburban. Um, and I'm looking out and I'm seeing the sky and its beautiful colors and um, just the, the creation around us and the gift of even being able to see and to hear the rain fall. There was something mag- majestic about it. Like this was made for me, this moment, mm. this silence, the stillness of the rain coming down, the containment. And there was a wonder there. There was, there was a sense of, um, I don't know, intimacy with God. Kathleen says she's grateful for her family, in capital letters, the Catholic Church. Again, that stands out powerfully because Mm -hmm. of these circumstances Mm -hmm. of darkness. That would not be so bold, folks, if we weren't confronted with the challenges of today. Uh, Mary, grateful for her caregivers today at the Endoscopy Endoscopy, Endoscopy Center. Folks, those of you who are in these places as caregivers or first responders or All of our work is taking care of somebody in some respect. Maybe take heart that somebody out there like Mary is giving thanks for you. Mm -hmm. You'll never hear it. You know, you may never hear the benefit of your hard labor in their lives. You're grateful maybe that it provides for your family. But uh, let's thank God that he gives us the gifts of heart, mind, and body and soul in the direction to make the world a better place. God is in the worship of our work. Our work, are occasions of worship. So, Mary, thank you for that proclamation.
1: Laura says, are you listening, guys? This is so awesome. After 25 years away and lost, I came back to the church this last spring, and my heart is full. I haven't missed a Mass. It's the highlight of my week. My three sons, seven and a half, five and two, will be baptized this weekend at Holy Rosary Cathedral. The oldest is in Eucharistic Eucharist prep class next spring when he receives First Holy Communion, I will also be confirmed. How awesome is that? Praise, praise, praise God. Absolutely. You can just hear the delight and excitement and blessing and everything in those words, right? Mm.
0: absolutely folks going to go to another song just because that moves me a heart of gratitude for god rescuing us and drawing us to himself we're just wanting to give glory to god tonight we're wanting to acknowledge in the midst of darkness the light totally eviscerates the darkness it illuminates the world around us and we're called to be icons and instruments of that light let's lift it up tonight let's be grateful for the great things that he has given us, the light that is shining in our hearts, and share that with the world.
2: If my heart is overwhelmed And I cannot hear your voice I hold on to what is true, though I cannot see. If the storms of life they come, and the
0: to Ignite Radio Live with Greg and Stephanie Schleter, and we're just proclaiming God's glory on this night. In that particular song, Steph was thinking I picked maybe the wrong song, but uh, no, the message in the midst of the darkness, love comes down in the midst of it and rescues us, and just the, the preface to this song that we were sharing, and uh, Lincoln talking about, in spite of the circumstances, his kids still believe in the church, and just the invitation for us, Again, in spite of our mess, that God enters it. God enters it, and we got to give him permission to do that. So we're going to get to a few of these uh, proclamations yet. So um, Brenda says they had a short in their wiring in the house yesterday, happened to be home, her husband caught it. We might have come home from work to find our home in ashes. How many times uh, do we neglect to consider what, what might have happened? We only know what does happen that's negative, and we tend to maybe grump about it and get upset about it. But uh, do we acknowledge what, what might have been? You know, what if, you know, beyond our control, uh, somebody crashed into our car and some of our family members were hurt, or worse, were killed? That is a story for a lot of people. If it's not our story, you know, that could have been the case, time and place.
1: So, Coro, if I said it right... Says, what a great way to express God's generosity. Light the light. I'm grateful for an arduous and long recovery process, healing after a knee replacement and reconstruction surgery. The experience has led me to meet people I would perhaps not have met under other circumstances. God's divine design for my life is the best. Mm. Tears and laughter, pain and sorrow, through it all, we grow by walking together. Glory to God. Gloria a Dios.
0: Beautiful. Thank you, Socorro. Jennifer Browner, a good friend of mine from Steubenville Days, says, I am beyond blessed with supportive family nearby, a beautiful home, employment, amazing friends, and the beautiful area of northern Michigan beckoning me this weekend. I'm also grateful for the constant awareness and push of the laity to not let this crisis go unheeded and to keep the focus on what needs to happen and the healing that needs to happen for victims. There's a fire that has been lit that will cause renewal. Praise God. Awesome, Jennifer.
1: Deborah says, The little girl, Rylan, that I posted a prayer request about several months ago when she was born four months premature at one pound eight ounces is now home and doing well at over seven pounds. Awesome.
0: And we're going to conclude tonight, unless you call in the final moment, which it's probably too late. But I'll tell you what, at this point, just share with whoever is next to you. If you've got somebody next to you, a moment after this program, I want you to share with the person nearby what you are grateful for. You share with them what God is doing in your life. What is something that you're grateful for that God has done or is doing in your life? Declare it. That's your light in the darkness. So, Jennifer, Says, God has blessed me in so many ways. He has always been there, always provided for me and my family, always guided me and comforted me, even in the worst of times. This is what keeps me going. I've been through and am going through some very tough times, but I rest in my faith that He is bigger than all of it, and He will see us through it. Faith and trust in Him, most holy Lord.
1: Amen. Amen. You know, just again, those words, uh, they defeated the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the words of their testimony. Just feeling it that these beautiful words that are are much deeper than just letters configured on this computer screen, but just so evidently full of grace and meant to be used to touch hearts and souls tonight. Words of encouragement, community, community the body of Christ, that's what it's about. So Jennifer, thank you for sharing that. All of those of you who posted, Mm. there was another one that we read that I just wanted to comment on quickly, just such tough circumstances, but an acknowledgement that without those circumstances, certain people would not have come into that Those lives would not have touched. Mm. And how often we take that for granted too, the great blessing amidst stuff that we wouldn't necessarily choose, you know, Um, just awesome. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God for the praises.
0: Yes. Folks, we want to light up this region. We really do. We want to respond to God's grace in the midst of our mess. We want to receive the Holy Savior, the power of the Holy Spirit alive in us. We want to see the great Restorer, the great Healer come alive. We want our lives and families to give witness to that. Whatever challenges and struggles you're having right now, open your hearts and minds with us to receive that grace to say, yes, Lord. I don't have all these words or I can't communicate it this way, but the Lord knows our hearts. And just simply, in your heart of hearts, say, Lord, do it. inhabit this soul of mine, inhabit these relationships. And we invite you if that touches you in any way, if there's even part of you that's moved to want to more fully discover God alive, make the commitment right now. Go to I Us. Plan on joining us for our ignite on September 27th. Again, I love my family us. Take that small step of faith. Make the commitment to join us on that night. Let's experience his grace alive and overflowing in our marriages and families, and to the world around us. Let's close in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. God bless you all.